set 420, number 28, Durban Poison Grape God, but Durban God. Durban God. Durban God. This is going to be a good mix. We might have really been lost. getting into the Durban Poison lately, and Grape God's always a good one, so this is one that I don't think I've mixed yet. I still have one seed left of this Grape God, mm. but I'm kind of like nervous to <laughs> try to germinate mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm doesn't matter what it is because i could use it either way but male or female or yeah uh, really because then you how so well if it's male i'll just grow it out and hybridize it with something else yeah, so then it's at least half uh-huh. of it probably do it with like with turban make the grape god or yeah. like the turban god because yeah. that actually sounds really fucking good hmm. yeah that would be great huh yeah hmm. Interesting. just so happen to have a Durban. Hmm. Hmm. just waiting around for something good to happen aren't we supposed to go after things to make things good happen to make good things happen well, i guess we are <laughs> great god durban durban god yeah i uh great grew, poison, I, great poison. Right, yeah. oh that one's dope mm-hmm. which one's better i like great poison great poison mm-hmm. i guess we have to see how it makes it feel <laughs> that's right <laughs> you think it would be any different if you had like an actual hybrid buds from plant and then we're just mixing them in a joint oh yeah you think so? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Why is that? Because each phenotype is going to be different. Right. So if you got 10 phenotypes. But wouldn't 10 joints be different too then? Yeah. If it's not, not if buds. it came from the, the same, same two plants, uh-huh. yeah, then it would be the same. Just the amount right. of mix. But if you uh-huh. made them even. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. The 10. Yeah, because if he crosses phenos. those and those 10 phenotypes, you're going to have probably and it's never completely even but theoretically you'd have like five that are more leaning towards the grape god flavor profile and five that would be more towards the durban yeah and then each of them is going to grow different so like mm-hmm. some will be shorter squattier yep. some will be more well that's what i mean too but then how do you know how any one of them like what is like if like a you know grape god high you like grow, you act like there's different highs you grow all 10 of them and then uh-huh. you, you, you and then you average out yeah. the high and you gotta get 10. 10 of your friends and be like all right guys <laughs> yep. i need you to smoke this weed for me i need you to ride up a little you know yeah review on it science how you feel friends are like fuck man i don't <laughs> want to do that again for you i'm sick of this getting all this free weed sounds dude. like you need better friends <laughs> right yeah right all right do you want to start it out it seems how you've got a mic in front of you this time we're changing i always things. have a mic in front of me well it's kind of in the middle but things are changing for you we're going from i think we're going from like 15 words to an unlimited amount today we're going to try something new Unlimited. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hope you warmed your vocal cords up. <laughs> Tastes pretty good. Yeah. Really tasty, actually. Yes. So what are we doing today? We got, like, a plan? Or we free? Well, I mean, we talked about continuing the fear discussion a little bit. Yeah. Um... And certainly, I think there's a lot to talk about on that. Otherwise, we're winging it. Improv. So recapping? Well, I believe somebody was supposed to share their fears. Yeah, well, let's recap so that we can conclude the, the list. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Justin, what was your, your <coughs> My fear? fear? I don't even quick. remember. What did I say? Uh, that was his fear last week. What's your fear? I know, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fucking <laughs> manic that it changed all the time. Um, I think it was like a fear of like not like reaching my potential or like finding success, something like that. Mm-hmm. Not not doing well with the time I'm given, something like that. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jordan? That was essentially mine too was well I think I, I think I kinda concluded with um, you know, I I think I'm more afraid of success sometimes than I am of failure. Cause I can I can fail all the time and let that shit roll off, but once you reach that new level of whatever success is for you, yeah, now it's now you're responsible for upholding that. Yes. And what was yours, Eric? Mine was along the lines of rising to the occasion. And it's mm-hmm. not even necessarily oh. the fear of not being able to rise to the occasion because that's like, it's the fear of not necessarily having an occasion to rise to, to, you know? Um, Oh, right, because then we ended up saying uh, fear. FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember now. What was that? Fear of missing out, FOMO. She said that's what that was. Well, so like, mine was, I forgot that that's what we said for him, but... um, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I, my cousins and I were really close in Italy. We'd play all the time, but anytime my slightly older cousins would want to go and do stuff on their own, I'd hate it so much because I wanted to be a part of it. I like being a part of things. And mm. in a similar way, oh, I don't like missing out, but on a deeper level, I think I just want to know that, or not know, I want to be able to, you know, live my life to its fullest, or close to it, because I don't even know if that is even ever possible, live your life to its fullest potential, but right, at, it's least, an ideal, at, least. at least working my way towards that. I don't, I don't want to live a life that I regret living, and I mm. won't, nice. but, you know... Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but how many people do you think have said that? You know what I'm a lot. saying? No, and a lot. then Most it's everybody. yeah, but yeah. That's that's one, that's one of the deepest big, fears. Yeah. It's up there with death, I would imagine. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like disappointing people. As another little fear I have. Mm-hmm. That's a good one, maybe to keep you on track. Kind of like how like disappointing. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. That uh, your your like social group can like keep you on track. Because you don't want to disappoint them, you know what I mean? That, that gives you but a little bit of motivation. But sometimes it just becomes, you know, you're not doing it for yourself anymore. You're just... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It can. At, at what point are you yeah. bending over backwards for yeah. shit you shouldn't? Exactly. Yeah, so that's my... Some of my biggest fears as of now. So what do you think, like, leads to those? You know, is it that we see other people that... Mm. Mm-hmm aren't reaching potential you know what i'm saying is that what kind of stirs that because i mean for me or what jealousy I see, is a jealousy of people that are in their potential yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. i i just see people like i don't want to go to war you know what i'm saying like i got to do a small war when i was young which was pretty low you know intensity um but an experience to it but you look at people like landing on the beaches in D-Day, right? Normandy or any of those. I mean, 
you know you're rising to the occasion. There's just only one option, right? Is to rise to the occasion. So when you see that, there's almost like a... Um, an envy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Again, not an envy of being there. That's I don't want anybody well, to mistake that. that. An say. envy of mustering that amount of mm-hmm. will. But you're saying that the situation gives you no option. And then in normal life, we have a million options right. every day to not do whatever we want. So that's a dividing line between those kind of experiences, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if if it is near death, if you are like even rock climbing or, I don't know, being an astronaut, all that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Um, it would, because if you don't do it, you die. It does, you know, that, the, the hard part is when you have all the options to make the right choices, mm-hmm. right, in the bigger picture to like... Well, right, to right. navigate those, right, mm-hmm. to find which ones are the right, you mm-hmm. know, guiding mm-hmm. principles. Mm-hmm. But like, is that then kind of how you see yours is like just seeing it in other people, not reaching potentials? Or is it like something that you were told by a teacher? Was it, you you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there were some things I was actually told by some teachers or at least one teacher. Um, I think I was in middle school in Italy and this one teacher. So in Italy, high schools are like specific you have a uh, classical high school scientific and art etc they kind of all have a slightly different focus say and it again so there's what classical classical scientific um, um art art okay i think that's even in great high school though, even right? in high schools were divided no, those like that. are high schools that's that cool. so yeah. like in middle school we were talking about which high schools to apply to it's like applying mm-hmm. to college but mm-hmm. um but there's so many differences. So can I ask you a question yeah. on that? So would that be like you guys, for instance, you guys are musicians and music is your thing, art is your thing. So is that where you would learn pretty much still all the curriculums that you would need to learn, but from a art perspective? You know, like um, English, you would learn your English. You'd have to write, obviously, papers, right, about art. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, in part, but there would be also added courses. So, like, Mm -hmm. for example, I went to the scientific one, which was more math and sciences. Right. And I also did Latin there, as along with Italian, along with history. Was this by choice? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Then there was a classical one, which was Greek. They had Greek and Latin. And it was a little more literature than the scientific one. But so you still have like your core stuff and then they add things. And of course, the core stuff might be themed sometimes with, Mm. you know, whatever school is. So anyway, this teacher, there's um, and then there's like trade schools and I'm good. Um, There's trade schools and things of the like. But she was telling me that I wasn't good enough to go to, like, a scientific high school or, mm, you know, mm-hmm. classical or whatever. She was like, yeah, you... This is a teacher? Yeah, this was mm. a teacher who said that straight up to me. Mm. And I was like, what? I was really butthurt about it because, you know, it's your teacher. You don't mm. really think they, they would say that. I, I can understand maybe if somebody's saying it with the intent to, like kickstart you and trigger something positive but that didn't feel 
like her energy. But then again, I was in middle school, so. What do you think if they said, like, that based on what our observations are, is you would do way better in art school? Because that's what so I think, I used though. To have when, a lot that's of why I asked you when you me, said, oh, wow, was that yeah. my choice? Well, yeah. So a lot of people did tell me ever since I was, like, in preschool and or, like, some... Yeah, before elementary school, I was drawing already. Mm -hmm. And everybody would always say growing up that I should do something related to art. But I was like, no, I don't want to. Well, is that just because you're rebellious? Is that like <laughs> you're punctual, <laughs> being punctual kind of rebellion? It's that, almost like I can be punctual a few times, but then I need to be late at least once. But can't you like pick something that's completely unimportant, that means nothing to no one except for you and then be late to it set, set a time to do it and then say okay well i'm gonna be late to that there i got it out of my system no it doesn't <laughs> work that it, way it yeah, to it the rebellion it to against element. any perceived authority <laughs> any perceived authority and it's like huh. so i no i still wanted to do art but i was also told that artists don't make a lot when they grow up like there wouldn't be job security so, I don't know, but I, for the longest time I wanted to be a vet, <laughs> and then that became into wanting to be a doctor, and that's why mm -hmm. I went to college and did, you know, biology. Um, Isn't that a weird thing, though? And Italian. Do you guys, like, because nobody here, yourself included, seems like job security would be the driving factor, yeah, right? Yeah, and it wasn't. And isn't that weird how that's, like, pounded into your head? You know, that job security and those things are what's really important. And then when we look at, oftentimes, the people with the job security, it's like the golden handcuffs, right? Mm. You know, now they're in something because they mm. kind of sell their, you know, because this is your life, right? You don't get any more time. Whatever time is on your clock, you get that time. And if you're giving it to someone else, I mean or something else, that's something else, should be really worth it. And I think we've, at least in our country, like, deceived kids into thinking that that job security is worth the trade-off of that time. And not saying it is or isn't, but not teaching kids how to decide for themselves of, you know, how to utilize that time once they're old enough to understand how to utilize that time, right? Mm. And so then they're kind of, you know, I mean, that's mm. what I heard mm. all the time. Like when I was in the military, people told me, oh, you should do a career out of it because it's good job security. And then you get, mm. you know, like a retirement, right? And that was, I remember that mentality, mm. hearing yeah. that in all sorts of I never of heard places. job security, but I saw like managers that I did not envy at all. Mm-hmm. You know, or someone that ran a business, and I was like, "Man, I don't, I don't want that." Yeah. I think what's hard for me, like listening to that, you know, when you say some people like they get into the golden handcuffs, is like sometimes it's just like situational, and like someone as a kid, and they were trying to do this thing, and they just couldn't make the money, and then mm -hmm. you get the job, and there's some nice things about it too, because um, yeah. nobody wants to work at a lot of these. You know what I mean? But, but that's I, what's being pounded, right? Because uh, you're told. To go to college. Mm. I mean, that's what you're mm -hmm. you're being prepped for. To go right. to college, you're you're being like taught what to learn, 
I mean, mm -hmm. literally. And mm -hmm. they teach you that. And then in the college, they're not teaching you how to learn because if they're teaching you how to learn, then you would understand that now I've got a base foundation to start to make choices right. on to where I want to go. And then what do they teach you in college? You know, it kind of steers it. And, but I wonder too, like if some, you know, me and my girl were talking about mm -hmm. like rich people yeah. or like the elites or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we were laughing, like we were, we were like kind of watching people walk by downtown. We were like smoking some herb in the car. We were kind of making fun of how people walk and stuff. And she said a thing about this guy walking funny. She's like, he's not rich. Like how he walks, because he like walked goofy. And I was like, what? Like rich people don't walk goofy? <laughs> and, and it turned into like a conversation. And like, like think of how like the, they, you know, like I know one of, one of my parents of the kids that I teach, she's a radiologist. She's totally like super cool. Um, kid, the whole family is cool. Um, and she's an amazing pianist. Has perfect pitch. You know, grew up playing classical music. And this is just some side thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think about maybe it's not rich people. Maybe that have like a good traditional something. And they know what to teach their kids. And, you know, somehow their kids end up knowing how to at least get stuff done. You know what I mean? Maybe they make their own business. Maybe they just succeed at some business. They, sometimes. Or they learn Sometimes. I know. I mean, I'm looking know. at this from the outside, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. So, But sometimes I wonder that, like, because I took this other route for whatever reason um, outside of, like, a traditional line of, you know. And sometimes I think I missed out on some of that stuff. I sure. think you learn things from working shady jobs, which I have, but, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, I don't know. Sometimes I think about, you know at least they're they're learning something maybe it's more cultural maybe they go to better schools you mm -hmm. know and they just have like that track that just works out a little better because they do have more opportunity maybe maybe like i don't know so there's that well, other side of the coin yeah thing, I th right i think that that certainly exists but i think it's conforming though you know when you start to have those those kind of blinders you know what i'm saying they they direct you down a pre you know, but what about like, path. you know, what about, you know, we talk about, I think most people need to be on that though. I, I, yeah, mean, that's I certainly what I do. Right. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that's bad in any way, shape or form. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is that we should teach people how to make that choice and determine, are you that type of person? Mm -hmm. You know, because me thinking about you, I think you would probably be insane if you were working at a job that you mm -hmm. had to go to and be a certain structured way right right yeah so that doesn't fit you but then you know somebody else might be like man mm -hmm. there's no way you'll succeed mm -hmm. not because you need too much structure in your life right and mm -hmm. or too many things determined for you some people just aren't good on making mm -hmm. choices you know right. they rely on well, other people well, i guess let me try this point uh -huh. this angle because it is a little bit on the other side of the coin like nowadays everybody wants to do a youtube channel have a podcast yeah uh do things out of their house for themselves yeah. how many guitar players now singing this on the way over are just in their room yeah, and they're like on youtube or instagram yeah. and they like end up making a living you know it's that page coffee music on instagram i, I don't know that one. Oh man that's uh -huh. one of my favorite follows but that's mostly what it is uh -huh. it's just badass musicians in their room right yeah so stuff. so we all want to do that there's something maybe that's even you know most people share i don't know like you know i don't want to divide people but so you have that side of things and then you have like maybe i, I you think about like the past and you just, you know, your dad was a cobbler, and so you were a cobbler, mm -hmm. right? And and there and 
But the thing that's different is that there's maybe this like ego thing about wanting to just like choose and to figure out this thing for myself. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I, if, I, if I can really formulate this idea, you know, like, like in the traditional ways, you, this is the path you lived and you could be creative and find your passions and stuff like within this like trodden way of being, you know what I mean? And those things work, right? Like religion, it has some evolutionary selection that these things like work for us, right? you know? So sometimes, I don't know, I, I, I worry about that a little bit or I think about that again, because, you know, because I am that type that so I'm, I'm breaking down my own idea or whatever because i am the type that was like I, I gotta do what i love you know i gotta find out what that thing is i gotta somehow figure out a way to make a living doing that right. so i am that type but then i think about the other ways like i don't know i see a lot of ego about it a lot of narcissism about it i get to choose and then even like art and music nowadays is so like it's all based on something new it has to be new original you know what i mean i gotta find what i love what i like you know what i mean and I don't know. So I'm seeing some like narcissistic element inside of there. Like I heard this phrase recently, the, the society of the spectacle. Some guy wrote this book back in the day. I just like the phrase how we all have our cameras on ourselves all the time. We want to be famous. It's like how much of why people want to, you know, succeed is for other people. Like you were saying, like as an ego thing, look at me, look what I can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so there's these other elements in there that I'm, I, I'm having a hard time like saying them, but I don't know if you guys are catching what I'm, what I'm putting out there <laughs> about the other side of the story. Yeah. It's like, you are, know, you say, are you saying that that's kind of what differs the people that stay within the lines versus the people that step outside? I, I'm saying like the cultures that kind of broke down a lot of those lines, like they aren't really there anymore. Yeah. And there's like so many options of things to do. And it's like now we're like so free to like choose whatever path or whatever. But here's the thing. This mm, is what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. We're just not being taught how to choose. That's the thing. We're being taught what to choose. Mm-hmm. With all of those options, we're squandering our opportunities, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, and that's what these indoctrination programs are all about. It's like, man, half of the shit that they're trying to teach kids, it's like they don't need to learn that at those ages. They can figure that shit out when they become a little bit older, but everybody's afraid that somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt or fucking, you know, whatever, right? And it's like, yeah, you're gonna get your fucking feelings hurt. That's the way it should be. We shouldn't shelter people from that. We should just, teach him how to be fucking tough to some degree. Mm. You can identify this kid's like got a little in him and you pull that little bit out and that's going to fucking help him build confidence Mm. and Mm. building that confidence and capitalizing on that confidence is going to help him gain more confidence. And then all of a sudden this little fucking kid who's kind of borderline pussy is all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, yeah. all so of a sudden, can make he's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking <laughs> solid. Thanks, I, mom and dad, and mm-hmm. school fucking administrators and people for helping me yeah. be strong enough to make choices, right? And thanks for teaching me how to make choices. But we're not doing that at all, and we're. I was thinking about people. it. Yeah, I was thinking about it, like with censorship, like mm-hmm. that. Uh, the idea is that. Um, you know, again, it's like with a um, with a anti-fragility, right? That 
the a little bit of harm makes you stronger that yeah. kind of thing like you're saying mm-hmm. makes things tougher and so even your ideas right if if all the ideas are just out there right on youtube and shit flat earth fucking whatever you know hinduism you know mm-hmm. all kinds of uh, different ideas um and if you don't if you censor things then you don't come into contact with those ideas and then you're not you're fragile in if one comes up like if you know how like uh someone was telling me about how uh their mom like got really mad at them like their hamster died or whatever and the kid was like uh i think when you're when you're dead when you die you're just dead and the mom was like oh she's in oh it was a dog it was a dog oh she's in heaven you know this dog they were all really close to and it like really offended her for her daughter to say that Mm -hmm. that oh maybe it's just dead (laughs) right um and i was thinking the only reason that it's offensive is because she hasn't gone through the thought to that conclusion that she actually believes in heaven or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, she just had someone tell her that thing. And then, you know, it does help. Maybe there's some, you know, like, metaphoric truth to, like, some of those ideas. But she hasn't, like, got to the truth of it herself. You know, right. you have to, like, go through that path. You have to come into contact with ideas. Um, right. And, so, and think and your I, way through yeah, and yeah. decide for yourself. Right. Decide you for yourself. Yeah. So, like you're saying, like, critical thinking... Uh-huh is like the tool that you teach rather than like I heard someone recently they went to a teacher and they would teach them you know some like maybe heavy political ideas and they never knew what side the teacher was on mm-hmm. until they like later they saw them on Twitter or whatever right I thought that was an interesting like if you could actually as a teacher like present both sides like really sure. accurately and then nobody knows what side you're on that's like a, I still think you you got to teach people though how to decipher and read the information that's being presented, right? Because you still are going to have a tendency towards some bias. And if you don't understand how to, you know, like, yeah. as you're hearing Critically information, think. Yeah, yeah. think about it, right? Yeah. Then even having information doesn't really fucking do a whole lot because right. you're already predisposed to thinking one way or yeah, another. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was thinking, like... Unless you go through this process mm-hmm. of like weeding away and yeah. like figuring out what you think about something, then it's just something someone told you. Yeah. Right. And then and then it's a fragile idea, and you might get offended if someone attacks it because right. you don't know why you believe it. That's know? what's cool about though jujitsu, right? When mm-hmm. you when you talk about something that you can condense, you, you know what I'm saying? We could take things that what we're talking about might be like your whole child development years, right? So that might be five years, seven years, something for those kind of forces to take shape, right? But in jujitsu, I mean, within a matter of, you know, weeks, we can identify, challenge, and correct things like that, you you know? And it's such a, in my opinion, like a good way to practice than the longer game, right? So if you're learning how to do a scissor sweep, right? We learn, we understand the techniques, you're going through it, then you gotta set it up in some sort of live mm-hmm. format, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's just drilling it, you know, with somebody, you know, fifty percent blocking or whether it's going live, fitting it into a, just a, you know, 
free kind of role. I see role. what you're saying. Yeah, you got to be able to get to it because yeah, yeah, right. Because you learn it as a thing, but then you don't know how to get to it or from it or to it, and then change and then come back to right. it, and all the paths that get there, and all the different. Also, like a scissor sweep is maybe just some like lever motion, and then mm-hmm. in how many places like that exists, right? In different angles and different, and then not getting and, it right, right. and then having to go mm-hmm. back and right. reevaluate so, it because so, nobody's going to get it on the. I don't care if you do it. 500 times right That's interesting yeah. and you feel good about it and you got someone comparable to your level you're not going to get it right away right. Yeah. i mean mm-hmm. at least not you know it, so it would be a lot likely. of luck yeah, in yeah. your in your favor um yeah so that means you're going to have to be like oh shit okay i needed to load them more or i needed mm-hmm. to so that's you cool know, you're saying that angle. learning jujitsu you're learning how to critically think i think so I, and i think and you things get to work experience, it's experimental yeah mm-hmm. i think you get to condense the whole operation of critical critical mm-hmm. thinking mm-hmm. into a small amount of time and then you do things like this is why personally i think jujitsu is one of the most valuable things because you get to also build those primal elements right that if you can have your primal and that intellect going at the same time man Mm -hmm. you're going to be a fucking force Mm -hmm. you know you're you're fighting you're uncomfortable you're getting Mm -hmm. all those things that make you calloused Mm -hmm. right that make you tough and um again i mean i say this a lot and i'm going to keep saying it because i think it's such an important thing and it's not like a I mean, I don't mean this in a bad way, but people are fucking pussies these days. I mean, they really are. They're soft as fuck. And you look around and it's like, fuck, man, we're giving away so many things like that email thing that you were talking about. Mm, the text messages. Yeah, or the text oh, messages. Yeah, yeah, text yeah, messages. Yeah. That's yeah. not a fucking mm. joke. Right. I mean, I've been, yeah. yeah. And so this is why you're saying people nowadays should probably do jujitsu at least so that they can become better at formulating their own. Right. Because you know, then you could really, if you really broke this story down, if you really thought about it and took out all the fucking politics of it, right? And you thought about the process of this fucking injection, right? the things that are going along with it, the risk of it, the risk of what's causing it, why some things were taken off the shelf, why some things weren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could come to a different conclusion or you could stick with the same conclusion. But if mm-hmm. somebody taught you things about medications, if you understood a little bit of like the how you're supposed to do a study and a trial before it comes on. Mm -hmm. If you understood that without there being, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, like imposing fear right behind Mm -hmm. your decision. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this. You know, then you could, then you could say, you know what, to me, the fucking, the risk does not outweigh what's going on. So, so we're all, it's like a good point. Like, so we're saying like critical thinking is like the tool or something like that, that, you know, that can, 
one of the main tools you need, let's say, and you can learn it through jujitsu or whatever. Yeah. And then all this crazy stuff happens this year. You're just applying it to one thing, the shot. Yeah. And you have to, you know, I like that term, sense making, mm-hmm. right? It's like you got there's like all this information out there, but only some people can like whittle that down into something that makes sense, and then they can like act on. Right. Maybe that's part of like being successful is like mm-hmm. the ability to do that. So what I'm hearing is like. I mean, last year was just like a barrage of, of, I guess, chaos. Like, how do you make sense of mm-hmm. all these things going on? Everybody's questioning everything. Right. And so we're, we've all been faced with the need to critically think. And then also like... But we haven't. But and also how hard it is. Like, yeah. I, I have a hard time with that. You know, sure. obviously there's so many layers of like... Uh, not not even like lies and deceit like all that stuff's there too but then just like people's egos and politics and emotions and mm-hmm. and uh how people frame things and all that stuff so it's so and hard to figure knows things how out to, how to learn it though mm-hmm. right so is this what you were saying earlier though about the ego kind of and society spectacle um well i was saying more that like all these like rules got taken apart so then we want to decide what we are based on all these things i, I don't know i suppose like you know, I, I critically think about myself, about who I am. You try to figure out, I don't know if this is what you're saying, like uh, how, you know, like a genuine thing. Like, what are you good at? What aren't you good at? What do you like? What don't you like? That who is you are. Who I mean, you are. Yeah, yeah. And that is a process. I feel I feel like that's that right there is is maybe the main lesson that I think, I, at least I noticed with jujitsu first and foremost was like, and I think I told like somebody in my family this because they were asking you know how's it going and everything and I I just said it's I I feel more honest with myself and who I am than I've ever been I think I've always been a critical thinker I think I've always been pretty um, uh, introspective to a point where I could kind of break myself down and like you know see where the bullshit is and everything but the minute you get on that mat there, there's no lying to yourself. There's no lying to anybody because you, you can fucking think you're good at this or that or whatever. Think you're athletic. Think you're strong. There's no fucking lying in there. There's mm-hmm. no lying when you're going against Eric. I mean, I like mm-hmm. I can fucking think I'm doing good against Jack because I got a sweeper. I took his back or something. And the minute I go against him, I'm like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. I've, I've got miles and miles and miles and miles mm-hmm. to go. Super still, humbling. Yeah, we were jamming wild. though the other day, huh? Boxing. That was fun. Yeah. That was the most fun I've had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I, I crave that. Like I crave somebody throwing it back at me and we did this pretty hardcore like smoke session, sweat. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. turn on any fans. So it was hot as fuck in there, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, round after round. I think one person got a minute break, you know, and then it would rotate through mm-hmm. like every right. five minutes. You got a minute break. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah. how we did it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. We did it. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That is cool. You know, because it is super humbling that like jujitsu. Uh, I, I, you could easily relate it to music though too, right? Like, yeah. You you do have to learn. Um, you have to critically think and see what works and what doesn't. Um, and maybe maybe you do that in front of audiences or not or whatever. But it is a little harder to tell when you're on when you're on the right track because it's so subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if it's like a really new kind of a, a sound or something? People aren't gonna be able to hear it, so your feedback's not gonna be like honest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you hear have people listen to it, it's like a little bit too far for them to like catch it or whatever. 
Um, so it's not it's not as like you, you could say with jujitsu, it's like or or maybe even just like a sport, like you win or lose, yeah. or you you know this works or it doesn't work. Right. But with arts, it's so there's a little so much freedom in like what is it you know uh is it beautiful is it not you know i mean there's there's a lot of gray area in trying to like figure that shit out yeah so you do learn how to critically well, think and but i think too yeah. like the the point where you would get feedback is different right in jiu-jitsu yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. get faster feedback right? it's going to be more responsive right mm-hmm. whereas in mm-hmm. you know and then you can reevaluate try it again mm-hmm. oh shit didn't make it but you're going to get that mm-hmm. quick Mm-hmm. feedback and you get good at practicing those patterns mm-hmm. whereas like music for instance mm-hmm. like you said it might take somebody some time to get a trained ear and so you don't get feedback mm-hmm. for a well, the period thing of that, time but, knowing what adjustments right, but might maybe, need to be made right but maybe the feedback is internal it's like you learn what you like right like when you're like vibing on a track when it's like you're writing something and it's working you know what i mean yeah you know it's working yeah right and you're always like searching for that right and with art too i'm always like waiting to see it like Mm -hmm. ah that's that's it right Mm -hmm. there you know and so you develop that sense and so do you think that with that you can um create those opportunities and patterns like can you corral yourself into yeah. getting into the moment I think know so I, you know who I've been watching um, have you watched this dude online uh, gosh and I'm not gonna remember his name uh, he's this like DJ producer type guy Mark Rebelle. yes yeah. yes oh my god man he like everything's improvised dude, to some extent that guy's a fucking monster it's amazing yeah. so like it's the coolest thing about improvising is this guy lately he got pretty popular cause he, he just improvises stuff. He makes beats. He's got, like, a keyboard, some, like, percussion stuff. He can sing, you know. He was perfect he's got, for the pandemic. Right, exactly. Yeah. And he's got a good sense of humor. And he would have, like, other musicians come on and, like, sing with him and make stuff up on the spot. He'd, he'll wake up mm-hmm. in his underwear in a bathrobe with his fucking hair all messy, and he just starts a live video. And he, he'll, he'll start singing about, like, fucking birds outside his window waking him up or something. Right, and, like, and it doesn't matter. It's yeah. so goofy and silly. But the music's actually good, and it fucking... It's great. Yeah. yeah. So he's like... When I look at him, I see someone who learned how to, like, get into the thing. Yeah. And once he's there, everything he touches works. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, you got to learn how to get into that space or whatever. And improvising is, like, a cool way to see people do that in music. Because some people are, like, so connected to that thing, it's just, like, you know, out of this world. Have you yeah. guys seen that... Um I think he's like a white dude who does like a improv rapping yeah like as uh, a comedy thing oh as a comedy but, I, it, but I, there's a guy online who like just like freestyles everything yeah. uh-huh. i don't know if it, but maybe it's the same i don't know yeah yeah, yeah but like uh-huh. just people out in the crowd will, yeah 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 like uh-huh. yeah, say yeah. something and he'll right. pick like yeah. five or ten things yeah and then, white guy's got a beard does he have a beard on? The yeah. guy that I was thinking doesn't. Maybe, <laughs> anyway. maybe, maybe I saw him pre-pandemic. Uh, yeah. But I liked what you were saying earlier. Well, not... Well, okay, so you said you're trying to figure out why the... Um, in in art, there there isn't a definitive, you know, this work mm, or yeah, yeah, works yeah. or doesn't work. Mm. Um, but... I was just trying to imagine, well, if everybody had the same type of art, like if there were rules to art, then things would kind of just be flat. So like letting your imagination run and cultivating that kind of helps you, 
I guess, you know, stay mm. motivated or, mm-hmm. you know, open to things. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think there's some rules maybe to art that are good. Well, I think right? there's a lot, then, right, to yeah, start. Yeah, right. And I mean, because yeah. you go to jujitsu, same thing, though. Yeah. If you just were allowed to just freeform it, Mm-hmm. You'd fucking never learn anything, right? right? You, you do it whatever you want. Just go on the ground. Yeah, we just, we right. just come on, yeah. touch hands, and roll. Right. You're like just get... learning those those more basic things like position and grips yeah. and stuff. But isn't those that things... how it all started? With what free? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but then you figure but, out things that work, right? Uh-huh. And then you like Make it efficient, and you condense because most people yeah. need structure, right? There's going right. to be the people who well, chaos don't is just too much that. though, too. Like I think we all do. Right, we to all, some degree. I mean, I mean there's there's about, the right? savants, the people that can isn't that okay. the right term? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that can come in and make okay. order in their mind out yeah. of chaos. I still everywhere. think that they listen but, to music, so they learn the rules by listening. Yeah. So they're still like learning the rules. Yeah. It's not some just like completely. No, they just free, have a, like, they have an ability to do it mm-hmm. on demand, like, like where the rest yeah. of us have to right. learn through mm-hmm. yeah. you know repetition and right. You know right. what I'm saying? There's like an intrinsic. Yeah. understanding with some of those types of things mm-hmm. yeah so it's but, always an interplay though between like rules and not rules mm-hmm. you know it's like um yeah because you take them out and then there's too many options you got like option paralysis what do i you know right. yeah. you but know, teaching right? you guys probably have experienced this you know working with somebody is um you'll see you know especially you know you dealing with a lot of younger uh students You'll see, like, the ones that are really, like, free, where you just need to teach them mm-hmm. a little bit of structure and let them just start to mm-hmm. go a little bit quicker and quicker. And then yeah, you yeah. see the ones that you're going to need to teach well, structure mm-hmm. and give them the homework, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. make sure that they turn in their homework and that they did exactly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, again, I think there's more people like that than the other than the person who's just going to go home and practice. Right. right. Because, yeah, they're super rare. Right. And so um, that, mm. that So the structure though, provides is, something with yeah. that other person, that whatever that is. That right. And then people are going to be like, peeling off at different, right. you know, yeah. at different areas. But I mm-hmm. think more continuum. of the entrepreneurial <laughs> mindset, right, that mm-hmm. freer thinker is going to jump off a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The proverbial rat race, though, right? It's just going. Oh, okay, bring you it know, back and to I that. I think that uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not. It's not it to you know because it sometimes comes across as a fucking insult, right? To be part of the rat race, mm-hmm. and uh, I think. But everybody maybe, wants out of it. Yeah, we could all it agree on like that, it. right? But then, well, because so you many feel bad because it. like you're in it, you know, yeah. and you feel kind of bad, like man, and then you don't know how. We're all trying to figure out how to get out of it. Yeah, everybody is, and again, we're trying to like think about, figure it out, uh, experiment, and then maybe, I mean, people usually get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see it now just because of how busy I am. It's so crazy, like kids and work, and you know what I mean. It gets like a lot, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Um, so I could, I could I could see how it could happen, but it's like a scary thing, right? Like we drove by these two possibly homeless like older people the other day Mm -hmm. and just how they were walking you know all like 
you know, totally crouched Crunch, over it. Just crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you could see how maybe sometimes it's like one injury. Yeah. And then that starts to snowball or like mm-hmm. one, they lose one job and then, and then people get like stuck and yeah. And the further down a hole you get, it can be harder to get out of it. Oh yeah. Right. So, so that's why I would think, you know, like I, I would even maybe sometimes take offense to it or whatever. I guess like you can't say that cause I don't have like a regular job, but, um, you know, things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I get it. Cause I could see, I'm like, I'm scared of it. That's the thing I'm scared of is mm-hmm. like getting stuck. And, and falling down a hole and like so isn't that know. how interesting like um as a fucking you look at it on this large scale how that has changed how we're living our lives right now with all of this pandemic bullshit it's fear right and so that's mm, okay. what you that's said when you broke point. it down yeah, and yeah. you peeled mm. back all the layers you're like that's what I'm afraid of mm. and so we let fear ultimately have the grip on us Mm. ultimately and i think this is what i think would happen with you know everything that's happened over the past year from all the stuff that i completely disagree with you know but we let fear dictate how we fucking react to this shit people weren't thinking and responding but if you look at everything i mean look at what's going on now now it's like climate catastrophe fear right they're yeah. saying out in california mm-hmm. and out in mm-hmm. oregon that it's like imminent levels because right. of you know climate change yeah. and and just to get like conspiracy theory just for yeah. a second remember when the the chick like infiltrated the cnn guy took him out on a date and then the guy uh, yeah. said that all that stuff right. and he said the next thing that they were gonna push after Trump was was, was climate. climate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, because you keep people afraid, though. Right, like it's, saying, it's you know. powerful. And yeah. and the best time to keep someone afraid is when they're fucking already afraid, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah. and mm-hmm. that's well, fucking, you know, because people aren't taking that time and saying, "Fuck this, I'm gonna make myself stronger." Again, this goes back to why I think everybody should fucking do jujitsu. Everybody who hears this should. Can contemplate doing jujitsu or some level of, you know, fighting. We've even got no, no. This is a feisty lady, but we've got a lady in her sixties who has started like less than a year ago, and she's fucking mean, right? I mean, like she gets after it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she that does. she gets after it? Like, would you say that that's more? Than you expected less or just there's no kind of bounds. Honestly, I didn't doubt mm-hmm. her abilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking impressive though, right? Hmm. Talking about your mom? Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, so, but that mentality, it gives you something. It gives you another way to look at the things that are bringing you some level of fear, right? So being strong is something that is so important. And we're just, again, man, we are becoming such fucking pussies. It is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sad but, but you to can see, see that. You can also see it on both sides, right? Not that it's a side issue, but like you could see fear on both sides. And sometimes it's like, right, right? Because you see, you see uh, let's say, uh, well, you know, they're even like, 
I mean, obviously they over they they exaggerate everything, mm-hmm. but it'll be like uh, January sixth, violent resurrection on one side, mm-hmm. and the other side it's like BLM riots, nineteen people died, you know, uh, and and you can like you can and then fear wise, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one side's maybe maybe more like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, COVID like uh, fearful or whatever mm-hmm. and then the other side's like oh CRT and stuff mm-hmm. you know what I mean like everybody's like freaking out about and, and afraid of things and maybe you know maybe you. I mean honestly both things are also true yeah right there are things to fear from well, well this is the thing things, right? CRT should be out there it's fucking the stupidest thing in the world but we should literally teach people how to think for themselves not dump this Mm-hmm. bullshit message on them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. teach them how to think for themselves and you know honestly it's it's helped me like a What's lot it? like just thinking about all this yeah. woke stuff right then, because then it you're makes like, you think yeah it does <laughs> yeah. you know you the learn the more about you the, think the more you like yeah right get, you get better at thinking right and, and there's even good things in it like in postmodernism, it's kind of you know maybe crazy maybe leads to the breakdown of everything maybe what that had happened before but there's yeah. also like good stuff in it. it feels like it's lifting the veil on the madness right now like it, hmm. in a way it feels inevitable that this is happening and yeah. at, at times yeah. it, it is a little like worrisome of where this leads to but at the same time it's like maybe this is how we get through and fucking start to yeah. actually make Ooh. shit better later. I don't know I think the opposite man because the direction it's going has no positive benefits but what if there's no, no, no option though I'm there is saying, there is saying, I don't know if there is I don't know if there I, is. I'm not that's saying why violence is always is on the table you know what I'm saying unfortunately that's what people gotta understand is that Violence should be on the table. There should be a line that people mm. say, this line is it. And I'm not saying what that is, but the problem is that people aren't up to that point. And this is why I think it's so important that everybody is capable of violence, right? If everybody was capable of violence, we'd be much more likely to sit down and have fucking dialogue, right? We'd be much more likely to be like, all right, Let's let me hear your fucking side of this story. Yeah. And if I know you're willing to fucking back up your side of the story, I'm much more likely to mm-hmm. ease up on my position and yield a little ground, especially if I see you saying he's easing up on his position, he's going to yield a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And that's where negotiations and diplomacy mm-hmm. comes in. But you can't have it when you're fucking weak. And people who are scared and live by fear are allowing the weak fucking inner yeah. pussy in them to yeah. control their but fucking life. I, I was and more it's just meaning, the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I, I was more meaning like that some of these ideas mm-hmm. have come into our minds and you can't like stop the fact that they're there. No, like, but you I can mean, address them. You can certainly right. like challenge yeah, them yeah, and yeah. say, okay, well, this right. idea that... You know, fucking healthcare. We could let's break it down to free healthcare because mm. that's kind of an important one. That this is a good idea. You could really look at it and just say, "Oh, it's not a good idea." Why would you give your kid if you if you you know your kid needed money, right? And he fucking I don't know whatever. You gave him money, and then. He didn't spend that money on what he was supposed to spend it on for school supplies. 
And then you say, well, here, let me give you some more money. And he doesn't spend it on what he's supposed to spend it on for school supplies. So he's the and, hospital. <laughs> yeah, and you give him more money. Well, no, this is the fucking mm. person who uses healthcare, the overweight person. Mm. 70 fucking 2% plus are overweight in this country. Okay, well, so that's... give him all this money. Yeah. Right, so what are we going to do? Just say mm. free healthcare for you to be as unhealthy as you want to be? Any, like, any, like, halfway smart person would look at that and say... Oh, well, we couldn't afford that. You couldn't afford mm -hmm. to do it. You could afford to give your kid money, and maybe he fucks up one time, and you give money again. You say, look, here's the lesson you got to learn, blah, well, blah, so, blah. So, and he does it right. You yeah, can yeah. afford to do that, but not if it's just like, well, mm -hmm. he's just going to keep fucking off because he mm -hmm. knows that right. there's always so, that But then you're – so like because I was going to make the point that I think the problems are like way deeper than – like healthcare, but I think you just made that point because then inside of there, you're really talking about like values that might undergird the idea of healthcare. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe you even said some like self responsibility in there. One hundred percent self responsibility. So, so then it's Would about it? it's about the deeper philosophies. Then it's not necessarily about healthcare, right? Right. Right. But that's um, what it's about. It's about this is what people don't seem to understand with capitalism especially like the way that our country is set up the rich people are not fucking anybody that's i mean so there's there a, some, there's some weird assumption yeah. there that if you have money you took it from somewhere right. else that's an assumption correct that's like one of those base level philosophical ideas right there the government yeah. the both sides of the aisle are devaluing money by printing money you just can't do that right you just can't add more money when there's nothing that backs up that money. It's just going to make your money less. And when they added these trillions, I mean, there's kids that aren't born yet that are going to be paying the fucking interest on this shit. Right? Hmm. You, you know, so this, again, this fucking place where we're, we're at is not someone else's fault. Right? We can't blame it on the rich fucking white guy. We can't. It's like you got to look at fucking how you vote or how you operate. It's not right. them. It's fix you first. And so mm. many people just voted mm. because like Joe Biden just said yesterday or the day before, more people voted in this election as if that's a good fucking thing. I used to think so. And you had told me that you didn't vote. And remember, we were even kind of giving you a little bit of a hard time about it. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you told me you didn't vote. And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, what a smart fucking thing. If you don't know a lot about it, why mm -hmm. the fuck are you going to cast your opinion about right. things that are so that's important? What, that's what, like, uh, was it, it all the way back to Plato and Aristotle? Yeah. They were, like, warning about that. Or about that democracies. Because yeah. it's just a bunch of dumb people. Right throwing around opinions that they don't even really that they that have someone else told them about. right and so what <laughs> right. do you do then so if you yeah. can then make things out of you fear educate people then. oh if you want to control if right. you want to control mm -hmm. them then it doesn't matter what it is you make mm -hmm. it then how do you fear. how do you counteract that? right how do you counteract that then like if if there is a desire to to put fear into people how do you uh, well again i'm not trying to side with trump but this is something that trump said when he got um covid he's like you'll get through this just be tough you'll get through it Right? Mm -hmm. Something almost along those lines. That's fucking important mm. because he's saying you, right? Take mm. responsibility for yourself. Everybody's cowering in their fucking homes. And 
it's, I get there's weak people, right? There's elderly, there's people who are young, but that's not the majority. The majority of people aren't, and they folded like, you know, I mean, disappointingly mm-hmm. bad. You but know? again, I think, right, I mean, yeah. But I, out of fear. I mean, how yes. many people started to look into this and study it? Right. I mean, if people well, would have just looked at a bandana as a mask, it's like, come on, I'm sorry, <laughs> logic. Right. Let's just look at that. Right. The particles yeah, yeah, are yeah. too small to be stopped by that. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is. Will it stop a glob shooting out? 100%. Yeah. And did you, you know how everybody was doing that? Like, did you guys the, see that Facebook P, meme? Yeah, the, the P. test. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, okay, well, if these are small particles, I was watching one day and I was just sitting there watching these overweight people and it was a hot fucking day with their masks on and they're walking and they're, (sighs) well, how much more are they expending through that fucking mask than they would normally without a mask? So I'm not saying saying, more or less, I'm saying there's a really good thing to think about and say, okay, Hmm. Is this going to do more damage or not? But not because some fucknuts Dr. Mm-hmm. Fauci says to wear it. I mean, mm-hmm. people didn't even question this guy who fucking operates the whole gain of function right. stuff. You know what well, I'm saying? Well, so, but Believes here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? Like So again, like sense making, we're all trying to make sense of the world, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I uh, wish. Well, well, here's the thing is like you you do better in life if you do it well. Yes. So in that sense, everybody's trying to do it. Right, because they want to, whatever they want, you get if you're a better sense maker. I want to elaborate on that because I've actually had this conversation before and I've been shocked at how many people in my life, like it close to me, I have friends that that still to this day will comment on the way I think and the fact that I am a critical thinker and I've had friends that have said like, like, they're just like in awe and they'll be, they ask me like, is this how your brain normally operates? I'm like, well, yeah, like if... If I'm being honest with myself, then this is how I have to operate. And they're, they're just, they'll straight up tell me that they basically don't have fucking thoughts that they're, or I'm sure they're there, but they're not, yeah, they're, they're not processing <laughs> shit. And they're, they're, they'll tell me that like most of the time when they're in any social situation or whatever, it's just kind of like autopilot. And, and it's hard for me to even fathom what that's like or, or try to imagine what that could be like because... I'm so overrun with thoughts on a fucking mm-hmm. moment to moment basis that it, it kind of, that's like a fear to me is to like, just be a shallow, a or like a shell of a fucking person yeah. basically. <laughs> and <clears throat> I was just having this conversation with my mom the other day. Uh, there, there's a good movie I watched recently. I think it's called bliss, but the idea was that there are main characters and there are supporting roles in this life. And that's kind of what I think about the people who do think critically and like us that are free thinkers and we try to fucking question things and be honest about things like we're kind of like the main characters because we're trying to fucking write our own story instead of succumbing to these guidelines and these paths that are set for us. And then you got the people that are on the sidelines that are just kind of going along with the rhythm of the beat and fucking Mm -hmm. not really thinking too much about anything and, and don't change their opinions yeah don't or adjust and in my opinion i think a lot of those people are not yeah well trying yeah. to f- find right. any sort of meaning in this world that's a little too much ego then <laughs> i well i i my my reaction is to defend everybody <laughs> of course <laughs> that's like that's honestly yeah. i feel like 
You know, it's everybody's a different level of that, I would think. And then you could get stuck in life, like I was saying before, and like stop doing it. You know, I don't know, but but if that happens, mm-hmm. so here's this is I think what one of the questions is that we got to understand or that we got to address is if that happens because you get stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And there's opportunities out there for you to get unstuck. Every but they day. might be really fucking hard. It might be really hard with your perception, you, you know, where you're at, your fucking location, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of mm-hmm. taking in all the demographics, but there's still options. So because you don't take advantage of whatever few options or many options you have, do we take away her options because of that? You know what I'm saying? And I think that that is one of the big things that's happening right now okay. is that we're like, trying to, again, that's that yeah, equality yeah. of fucking yeah. outcome. I heard someone like make a really good argument. The idea is a great video mm-hmm. online of this like black preacher dude. Uh, and it's, social justice versus religious justice mm-hmm. that's really good because he like knows the history of all the social justice stuff and and he has some examples and he you know he shows how social justice by definition is distributive justice it's like at the very core of it is that thing where you want to you know for, for you to distribute everything evenly you got to take away someone else's right. something right so that is like at the core of it so, so again, that's like another fa- foundational idea inside of that um, that we should be thinking about. Yeah. Didn't um, you go to Evergreen College where this all began? I did not go to Evergreen College. Did um, McQueen no, went to Evergreen. Oh, oh really? Okay. What I went year? to Seattle. What um, year was you there? Just a couple years ago. Okay. Before she moved here. Ev- so like, like three, Brett four Weinstein years ago. It was like 2014. I graduated in Seattle. Well, uh, Evergreen. Did you hear about that really happening good. while you're up there? Where was that going yes. on? You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what were people saying? Just, remember? Like, most people were just blaming. They were just mm-hmm. that. That like was blaming sin. Brett or blaming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, saying he was a racist. That's like yeah. what you heard. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, so. I think people weren't. Critically yeah. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering something earlier because uh, uh, you said, "Oh, geez, I I can't think no. of the word right Uh-oh. now. It's That's happening. Fucking... It's happening." Um, Durban God is getting you. <laughs> mind poison. <laughs> mind poison. Great poison. Yeah, I don't remember anymore. Darn, hmm. it was yeah. such a cool thing. I, hmm. yeah. I had such a, I had a question. Yeah. Oh well, it'll come yeah. to me. Come back around. Um, I don't know. One thing you made me think of is like, with you know, you're saying some people are like zombies and they just don't think, right? It does. It reminded me of like the Matrix of the guy that just wants to eat the steak. He just wants to eat the steak. He doesn't yeah. want to know that it's code or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like. They phrase it as the bliss of ignorance, but that's a little, I don't know, I don't know, that, that seems to be what you're saying, right? Similar concept. Yeah, in a sense, I mean, I, I just, it was something that really up until a few years ago I had never really thought about because I just assumed that everybody was mm-hmm. on, at least had some processing power back there going on. Mm-hmm. And then I started to really, like, I've, I've encountered a number of people, even playing shows sometimes when I talk to people after a show, 
and they're they, i think they expect as an artist that i'm gonna kind of be one dimensional and just mm. be music and this mm. and that but then i you know start talking about things and and they're i see their eyes gloss over and it's like they can't they can't even compute thinking critically sometimes about different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. I, I i think some people just inherently never learn the skill right. and for them to find their way like from most point people a. I, I mean mm-hmm. I, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. what i'm saying is the whole fucking mm-hmm. argument for me and with starting in school is we're not teaching people how to do that we're yeah. teaching them what to think and if you teach them what to think mm-hmm. this just keeps getting narrower right mm-hmm. and that's where you get the fucking zombie the guy walking down that tube yep. you know we talk about this shit constantly in jujitsu right it doesn't mean you can't be successful with a narrow scope but it's not very likely because you miss all the other mm-hmm. you know opportunities yeah. but if you never think about taking those other opportunities if you never see the one leads to the next move leads to the next move and you're just mm-hmm. tunneled on that yeah. you know you're oftentimes getting fucking it's like Ryan Hall going for that leg lock over and over <laughs> and over again I didn't yeah. see that man I gotta see that Re- and then he got knocked out you mean in that fight yeah first uh, round he just kept doing that, that Omnari roll fucking uh-huh. literally that was all he did for, for four minutes did he catch he, any of them there was one brief moment where he caught the guy's leg guy uh-huh. stepped right out of it the other guy uh-huh. was a black belt too so he, he knew uh-huh. what to do right. but yeah he did one roll guy caught him fucking mid roll and just started yeah. pounding it's, him. Oh, okay. it's surprising yeah. he had so much success with that because it you know it seems like a hard thing to get yeah. consistently. Well, and yeah. you're in such a vulnerable position if you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that's yeah, like yeah. Under the pro and con to yeah. leg locks and stuff like that in MMA, at mm-hmm. least a lot of them, yeah. is that you're real susceptible to getting, mm-hmm. you know, hit. Yeah. I, <sighs> so I remembered. Yeah. Right. Which still ties <laughs> in with what we were just saying. Um, earlier you said if you know if you just because you don't pick those choices doesn't mean you should limit other people from picking those choices right and i was wondering is it because so are those who own their choices people who try to limit other people's that way i mean people sorry are those who don't own their choices Mm -hmm people who would try to limit others so that they don't yes, feel bad 100%. about the choices that that's they what, make. That's what I think is going on sure. 100% with all of this sure. stuff that's going on, right? I mean, everything. It, the, from mm-hmm. the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything. I don't know if I, could, if I could completely mm-hmm. own it to that. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, if I think about it in my head, you know, it, could it be a logical idea well, so you're saying to take people's choices away? I don't think that's good. Yeah, yeah so I, I won't. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. hey, yeah, no, I'm not saying people that's have good. a right to I know, be I, know, I, know. I was I was about to say something, and I was like, wait, no, I don't agree with what <laughs> I was going to try to defend yeah. it. Yeah, well, I had this other idea, but I, miss, I misunderstood. <laughs> it. But look, I think people have a right to be racist if they want to be racist. Right. You yeah, know? I agree. I mean, yeah. There's saying, just not yeah, a lot of them. All, there, all that's the not ideas. saying they don't exist, and that's not saying there's pockets of the country that don't have that. But. Again, you guys, myself included, we couldn't walk down many neighborhoods in some of these, you know, Haitian communities, right? Mm-hmm. Get fucking killed. 
Same thing in a Puerto Rican community. Same thing in a fucking black community. So it's not this necessarily, you know, like huge amount of racism going around. You know, I don't think so. I've never mm-hmm. seen it. And I've mm-hmm. dealt with, again, being in the military, at least you see a huge cross-section of people. And so I have a, a point to that. Mm-hmm. I would say that most people who say, uh, who talk about racism would say that exactly what you just said is the racism. It's where, mm-hmm. like, because, it. well, no, it's because, like, you were saying, you know, if we went to some of these neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, we mm-hmm. could get killed. Mm-hmm. So do you end up going through these neighborhoods? No. And so then they would say, well, that's fueled by racism because you believe these people. And they'd be like, America's just, a white neighborhood. Well, they can't go anywhere. In America, right. right. They would say right. that, right? Yeah. But, but that's, so I think that's what, my, I'm not saying I agree necessarily with that. But that's a that. fact, I'm though. Saying, I mean, but that's, yeah. that, it's stupidity to think otherwise. Do you guys remember two, three, four years ago, something like that, maybe five, that I think it was a couple or three people, they were riding through the Middle East to say that love prevails and they got raped and beheaded you know like the first fucking country that they were in okay we could wish for things to be different but why do we want things to be different we we have identities that i'm not saying are the um that should be the driving factors of everything but if there's a haitian community let there be a fucking haitian community it's not going to be like it's not going to spread out over America. So there is okay having little microcosms of identities for different groups, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And people who are like saying that, well, it's racist because you would assume that they're going to fuck you up. Well, hey, if I see a white gangbanger in my neighborhood looking, you know, thuggy guy, of course I'm going to have as many red flags pop up as if I see a black dude that's, a gangbanger, thuggy-looking guy with their pants, you know, down past their ass. Okay, well, there's just none of those in my neighborhood. We so moved I used to, to our have neighborhood. a high school teacher. Yeah. She was black, um, and she would come in dressed super professional. Mm-hmm. She stood out, you know, from all of the other teachers, and um, she said that even she, it doesn't matter what color that person is. Mm-hmm. If she is, if they see like they're not wearing like, you know, the the clothes that they're wearing or like wearing their pants low, she will, her and her family like lock the doors on her car, mm-hmm. or like lock the door on her house if she sees someone weird and you know, mm-hmm. and so it's like, there's, you know, yeah, we can attribute a lot of those things to different races or ethnicities, but people just focus on that. They don't focus on the fact that it doesn't matter. It's just right. Yeah. Well, that's because it it creates the emotion behind it, right? You could say even sometimes it's good to discriminate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you discriminate who you let in your house. Fuck yeah. Right. You know. Right. I know you discriminate against the fucking criminal thug or whatever. It's not. It's not about race. It's about that dude looks shady. Right. And (laughs) people they say they want to be all accepting. You don't want to fucking accept everybody. It's just the way it is, man. It is good to have adversity and. But they don't accept everybody. Right. They don't accept everybody in accepting everybody. But but right. But you accept them. But you allow them the freedom to be who they are. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Right. Right. You. 
And you, you know, I've been thinking about this, like another like good metaphorical truth I've been thinking recently, like, you know, again, one that's not necessarily like literally true, but if you act as if it's true, like the good things happen is that idea of like that everybody has like a soul or like a divineness to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you actually think that, then, you know, that, I don't know, it, it can color every situation. So you know that even though there's a shady dude over there, he might have kids, you know, he's like trying to do what he's trying to do, you know, he's, he's living the same fucking struggle we're living, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I, I mean of life, yeah. the, the struggle of life, I'm saying, like... Maybe. Well, what do you say? What do you mean maybe? What I'm talking about, whatever. <laughs> what? I'm saying, like, we all want to, we all want to fucking find, like, we, like we're saying, but we, we still, fear... still, even in, in that place, uh-huh. I want my... Uh, would you call it a sentient? Is that would you say what? Would, soul. The soul. You yeah, you were soul. saying that it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Did, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, did I say that? I don't know. Like uh, a soul, like a divine. Yeah, like the a divine, part, part right? Of yeah. Us. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I still want my divine to be able to fight your divine. I still want. <laughs> well, that's their, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know yeah, what yeah, I'm saying? Fine. So I'm it just would saying, still be mm-hmm. recognized at that level. But but right. this goes back to the thing that I'm saying, like. If you can fight, I don't care if your ideals are completely contrary to mine. If I hate everything about you, there's some level of respect that I'm going to have for you, right? Mm. Even if it's like, man, this guy can take a fucking beating. Mm. There's a level of respect that, you know, you might be the biggest piece of shit in the world, but there's going to be a level of respect. But somebody who doesn't have that, they automatically lose that level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, fuck, you guys. So then I don't see that soul so what I'm in saying, each person as I'm the saying, same. Well, okay. You know? What I'm saying is it'd be good to see, to give everybody an amount of respect regardless. Sure. sure. Like, I think so. Absolutely regardless. Because of recognizing something higher than us. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. But yeah. even if you fear that person, are you yeah. not giving them a little bit of respect? Like if you see the thug coming up, you're well, respecting. I'm, I'm saying a different kind of respect. I mean, you're saying like, oh yeah, this dude can fuck me up. I better like. Or just watch respecting out. the possibility of of outcome, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying like that. It can't turn into a fight to the death between a person that you still, sure. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying the if you could see that in everybody, like what what would that do? You know, like yeah, and I think past like cultures a, had that a baseline level of respect, right? Right. But then there's always children the of God kind of thing. People that you're gonna respect more. You're gonna say, oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. dude is in. I'm saying despite a person's state, even a heroin addict, sure. You know, what I mean, they I, still have think, a soul and like recognizing that, that a, in people. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And I think you could say that that's your base level of yes. human respect for someone. Right. Right? Yeah. But again, you're not going to stay in that base level of human respect. You're going to start to Yeah, they're different things. I'm you could still things, not right. trust somebody. And so, you know, it's you, like, well, right. I'm going to afford this person more respect because they've taken that base human level, whatever they were given, mm-hmm. and they've made it better. Right. Well, and if they make it, it up, better, yeah. then you're like, well, there's more respect given than the guy who didn't mm-hmm. especially if there's opportunities like some places there's just not opportunities right yeah there just isn't right in america that's just not true even our worst opportunity places are still better than a huge portion of the world and so then if you've got still people from a huge portion of the world that are able to step it up right and make something of themselves 
given the piss poor conditions that they've got, then there's really no reason to say that the people in our worst areas can't do it. Again, they might not have like the same opportunities, but the range of skills and the ability to take abuse and punishment and be tough and hard is way more likely than somebody who grew up in my fucking neighborhood. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had to like go to the army to be tough, literally. I mean, there was no being tough in my neighborhood. It just didn't happen. There was no reason to be tough unless you went somewhere to get tough, unless you went, you know, and started doing martial arts, jujitsu, something like that. There was no reason to be tough because there's no threats. Yeah. So at some point, those people are going to find an even playing ground. You know what I'm saying? At some level, this person might be working harder, but at some point, if they're motivated, they're going to catch up to this person who's lacking in those other skill sets. Now, can that guy pick up the skill sets that this guy has? Maybe. Those are going to make the, the best, you know, like combinations, but this guy who's tough and all of that, when they get up to that level, man, they're going to be fucking flying past that dude. So, again, the equality of outcome argument and the equality of, like, beginning place argument, I think is ridiculous. I think it's just teaching people how to recognize an opportunity and how to develop tools to capitalize on those opportunities when they're able to recognize them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And if we did that, then I think we would get rid of fucking so many of these problems that we have and we could actually like I mean people would see I think far more success than what they're seeing you know and they'd have I think a a different belief in what success might be you know because oftentimes success is looked at as what your you know financials look like but you might have somebody who hated their life but you know was an attorney let's say and just that's what their mode was, but they hated it, but they were making so much money, but their lifestyle was X, so it kept them in that deal. That might not be the same measure of wealth and success as somebody who gets a fucking Sprinter van and goes paddleboarding all over the country and right. makes enough, you know, as a art, you know, artisan kind of dude yeah. who makes That's enough. That's why it's so hard to like yeah. compare anybody at life with your own. Like you have no idea. Right. You know, how many things you have that they might want, right? Right. Yeah, it is hard to compare. Mm. That's, again, that's why this fucking, you know, I think the answer is simple. I don't think it's easy to do, right? But I think it's simple. You got to teach people how to recognize opportunities and give them the, or, or teach them how to develop and utilize their tools, Right. I don't believe you can give people tools to do stuff. Right. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I think you present. Yeah. They have to go through the process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The process and Mm -hmm. allow them to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know. Shit. In my opinion, this is my opinion. I think shit is getting like worse than I would have thought that it could have gotten. And I'm, you know, I'm. I'm cool with it in the regards that you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, then there's going to be some real serious shit that comes down, you know, Mm. if people think it's going to be a seamless transition, there's a very large portion of people who will fight against that. So 
it'll be just mm-hmm. interesting to see. I just think we're making really bad choices by being soft motherfuckers. I think China's going to be a issue. Did you see that woke army commercial? Fuck you, whoever yeah. had that idea. Double fingers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Stupidest I don't know which fucking one. commercial in I the saw, world. I saw the one, the, yeah. like the like older multiple. one. Yeah, I saw the older one where the it was just like different people. One? No, I haven't seen the cartoon. The, with the, the cartoon lesbian mom. Series. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a series. There's uh, like different kinds. Yeah, it's oh, fucking uh, so stupid. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. the yeah. military, they could have other types of military, right? Or they could call it a different type of, you know, if they wanted a peacekeeping unit or a goodwill unit, but the fucking military should be to fight, not this mm-hmm. bullshit acceptance. Right? It's interesting that it, it it's so infiltrating everything. Yeah. Even the most like the military you think yeah. would be like the last place. Sure. Or science. And but there was gay people in our unit, man, and you know mm-hmm. they were fucking tough. Nobody really cared. Back in my day it was don't ask, don't tell. Fantastic. You know, I mean, you don't go parading around like fucking um, a flamer. You know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to portray a tough image. That's Mm. part of the package being in the military. Mm. You want a tough image. You don't want to look like a fucking, you know, Sally motherfucker. You, You want to be able to fight. You want other countries to look at you and be like, these motherfuckers are dangerous, right? right? They're put together. I just it, pictured somebody running on the battlefield and yeah. they're like, I identify as a unicorn and I just got the yeah, fucking... Yeah, I mean, the pony for thing. fuck's sake. <laughs> you can have those people, but it's like, dude, you're enlisting for four years, so sorry, you can't be that. You can be it in your mind and you can be that version of military, right? But being a straight fucking alcoholic degenerate... I still had a code of conduct that I had to follow in the military. You still had to be military. I couldn't grow my hair out. Okay, couldn't do that. I couldn't wear things that were offensive. I couldn't wear a shirt that said, fuck you, even on, you know, like my own personal time on a weekend. And why is that? Because it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. There's there's an image, right? You wouldn't be able to have the teams that you have. You wouldn't be able to function. Well, and you want people to trust you. You don't, you want to look like people, the civilians who support you, trust you. You you know what I'm saying? So if you're like, got shit like that, if you're, I mean, we push the envelope. Yeah, I'm just saying from a point of view of like, just um, those who stick together more instead of trying to differentiate yourself. So much so, it becomes too chaotic. You can't really work together. Yeah, there's no cohesiveness. And so, like, you need... It's like a uniform. Mm-hmm. You need that to yeah. help you attain that mentality so that you can succeed in whatever you're trying to yeah. succeed in. But doesn't that look good when everybody's lined up in black? I mean, <laughs> it looks fucking good. And it looks clean. When you see a somebody wearing kind of a yellow-stained white shirt (laughs) doesn't look fucking the same Mm. right the black looks better and if it looks better you feel better and even if somebody didn't wash their gi and it's black you give them a little bit of fucking leeway right you're like okay but they'll get it next time (laughs) but you see that white gi because the white gi starts to get the orange fucking sweat stains and shit 
Yeah, and it's like, dude, you need to take this fucking gear off and go wash it. Well, this kind of ties yeah. in, though, with what you were saying, or, or like you, when you were saying the story about those two homeless, that homeless couple, mm-hmm. that was just, you could see physically that life, you know, dragged them was down. dragging them down. And so that made me think of, it's kind of interesting how your body physically can manifest your state of mind your yep. values your you know motivation mm-hmm. to do things yeah, you know there's like there's it's like, like psychosomatic mm-hmm. there's also like psycho. so like your brain can change your body like a yeah. placebo but your body yeah. can also change your mind or but like just imagine somebody who's standing strong versus someone who's cowering like who's what does that do for living in fear Being that is afraid you know fear. even a stance is it 80 years even, of even fear. like a physical stance there was like or like imagine fake, someone uh, protecting someone you know right, you right, right. assume a different or protecting yeah. whatever uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah you need that to succeed in you yeah. know in that right. endeavor yeah. yeah yeah i think it's it's true literally like you could take a stance like an actual physical stance and that does like affect how you act also like metaphorically you like take a stance towards stuff there was like a funny article that i'm pretty sure turned out to be fake i think it was like a ted talk and it was all about like if you stand like Superman, mm-hmm. it actually raises your testosterone. And like someone yeah. had like and your done confidence something. Yeah, you know, like like yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it might have like a you know psychosomatic effect. They right? use right. it for yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah. especially yeah. when I've saw. I see the military see. stands like that. I think it does, but it was I mean, also a funny article. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's something to that for sure. It's 100%. Chest out. Yeah, yeah. Stand up straight. You know, because you know my son. You know, he comes, he wakes up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't do that around people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. you know, it's... I heard someone say recently, like, there's so many things about, like, how we interact with each other that are like that. So many, like, these, like, unconscious things that we don't know why we do these things. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, we never think about the fact that we face each other when we talk. That's, like, an order thing that we all do. We never think about that stuff. Or, like, why we, like nod mm-hmm. you know what i mean why we do all these yeah, things and then if that, we like, don't do it what does that mean exactly and like, like oh, so, that person's yeah. a dick exactly <laughs> so so my son he even had like one of his friend's moms like wasn't like had some problems with him he was like yeah she doesn't like me and i was like it's probably because you're being unconsciously rude to her yeah because he does all that stuff head he had head down doesn't say hi right mumbles. like mm-hmm. yeah yeah mumbles <laughs> leaves trash around doesn't learn her yeah. name you know what i mean or like say yes yeah. yeah, talk to them straight up right mm-hmm. um so you do need to like and those things have like a huge effect on people yeah how much yeah. do you respect that other person exactly like, a little limp handshake yeah. right look down when they talk yeah. well jordan <laughs> peterson in his 12 rules right isn't rule number one stand up straight is it the first one i think it's the first one okay and it's like Stick the hierarchy lobster one right yeah. the alpha male kind of stuff yeah. and well imagine uh, creating like a flow you know from feet to head or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. just if you're all kinked, it's not gonna. But it it's looks like fucking right. sharp when you see like soldiers just chest yeah. out with their uh, weapons. Yeah, and it's fucking right. tough. Yeah, and I do think like movement also like Marines can, don't look too tough, but soldiers <laughs> do. Army do. <laughs> you talking shit about the Marines? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, now Marines look badass, man. They got the fucking sweet ass uniform. Especially their dress blues. I think uh, that's okay. their... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Their dress uniform mm-hmm. looks pretty fucking tight. Yeah. Armies, is, Armies is cool now. It used to be pretty lame. Mm. We had these things called cunt caps. And so they were like those... Uh, um, 
they were like, imagine an old like, like McDonald's, a like, like a, a 50, 1950s McDonald's or, you know, like <laughs> burger hat. You know what Is I'm saying? Is that one that folds open? That, yeah, it's yeah, folds yeah, open. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a rectangle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a yeah. upside down boat. <laughs> fucking stupidest hats ever. <laughs> Looks so stupid. Even if you were like, even if everything else looked good, that hat was just fucking stupid. Right, right. That's what I don't understand about shit like that. The yeah. why, who came up with that? The person who came up with that, or even if it was tradition from way back in the day, they should have said, you know what, this is fucking stupid. Maybe it's, <laughs> mimicking, maybe, maybe it's mimicking a really cool haircut. Your war haircut. My yeah. grandpa had those white hats and when he was in the Navy, too. I, want, I was going to just elaborate what you were saying on the whole rising to the occasion thing and you were saying um, you said D-Day and my grandfather fought in World War II and he was at Pearl, Pearl Harbor but I always I, I've thought about that with him mm-hmm. because I think he got his moment and there, I've, I've never met anybody in my life that was more at peace than he was with his later years of just like he, he, he didn't tell his kids about the war, but he told his grandchildren. So he told us about a lot of those experiences, but he had this kind of... Um, what a great just mm. moment, right? Just yeah. to have that. Yeah, he had, he had like a luster when he yeah. would talk about it, you know, the way, the, the way everybody came together, that kind of brotherhood. And uh, yeah, I mean, even, even talking about the scarier moments, it was like he... He just had this like kind of twinkle where it was it, it was like he knew he had he had overcome like the worst of the a worst fondness, right? Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like you'll hear these guys like that would be great to talk to somebody like that. Yeah. But you hear these guys who are still alive or even past, you know, that were telling their story, and you hear this a lot, where they'll again almost like to a to some degree mock the people that want to go to war, right? You know what I'm saying? And not in a negative way, just like, oh, they don't understand what they're getting themselves into. But then when they're asked, none of them would give up that experience. And they got into something that they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. I mean, that's kind of the, you know, that place where I think it set this precedent, right? where when they came back, they wanted to make it better for their kids. You know what I'm saying? They and know how bad it can get. Because they know how bad right. it can get. Yeah, and then like so like it started this fucking, like, Would you, know, you say like right. being able to not let, because I just finished Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking about emotions choosing for you. Right. And using your emotions to, you know, choose or just using your emotions. And it's kind of like that. Those who were able to work through that don't get stuck like a lot of people. You know, Mm -hmm. like they, maybe when you're in the military, you're doing a lot of things you've never been exposed to. Mm -hmm. But if you were letting your emotions guide you entirely, then instead of using them as a tool, then you wouldn't be be able, yeah. That's why I think so many people crash when they get out, you know, like where the PTSD like has its effects because they lose the structure, they lose the brotherhood support, right? That they're with, um, you know, that camaraderie, um, 
And the like intensity, the too, intensity right? of things, yeah. and so then you go back when you're, you're like, yeah. taking your two year old to the soccer game. Well, so there you go, right? <laughs> you're told, you know, in the military, to some degree, you're told what to think, right? There, there is some of that, um, but you do have latitude for, you know, what you want to think at times, but again, you're not really taught though, in a lot of units because a lot of people don't understand is how to learn what you're learning and that be the tool you know so like when you're getting out of the military they call it ETSing or in my day they call it ETSing um, but you go through these courses like that get you like transition you back into civilian life and so in infantry people used to make a joke about them because they don't really have any skills besides like killing people right you know and kicking down doors and things like that so um you know there's not like necessarily a job skill unless you're going to go into law enforcement or security you see what i'm saying you didn't really pick up a transferable skill and so they try to teach you how to you know apply those things Mm-hmm. into society where I think that it's incorrect. I think what should happen is when you're learning the stuff, you're taught how to learn things and how to apply things, right? And then that way, once you get out, you might need to understand how to do a resume and job interview and those kinds of things, right? But then once you get out, you've already got the tools of how to learn how to apply things. Mm-hmm. So then you just got to learn a little bit about the civilian life structure and how to apply the tools that you got to it. Mm-hmm. And I think you have yeah. many more, you know, I think it's doors like, open. Um, like higher tools, right? The, the higher you can get, like you might learn um, like some really specific thing, you know, let's say learn how to, I'm just like, maybe like uh, you learn how to solder a wire, mm-hmm. right? And then you might learn a bigger tool, which is like electronics, and then you might learn, you know, even even bigger tool, which would be like how to learn, like what you're saying, right? It's got to be one of the highest um, levels is like learning how to learn, mm-hmm. right? That's the 10,000 and the one or whatever, right? right. If, but yeah. you do it when you do it enough times and you, you know, like that process mm-hmm. and you understand that that's what you're doing. A lot of people don't make that connection. And again, this is why I think it's... You know, I'm going to keep pushing jiu-jitsu, but one of the reasons why I think jiu-jitsu is so important is that you get to set aside that particular point in time to do those things. You you know what I'm saying? Throughout your day, you really, or a lot of people, don't oftentimes set that time aside. every time is an opportunity Right, where you can say, ooh, this is what I'm doing to practice that process to get better at everything else. I was reading the stoic guy and... Like, I agree with that, that every moment is, you could learn how to learn and all that. And then he added this other element, which is like every moment you can learn how to, like, overcome whatever it is that is you're going through. Like, anytime, like, we've talked about this, like, if you're bored somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's something to be addressed in that, right? Or if you're having a bad experience somewhere, there's something to be, you know, so there is some, again, some other higher level thing where you could learn something from every experience mm-hmm. really pretty much literally mm-hmm. except maybe yeah I don't but that know, requires yeah. critical thinking yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah the skill of that whatever mm-hmm. that is yeah and it, maybe it's related to improv too about that whole thing about you, a state of mind it's also like a state of mind it's not just like 
there are maybe like rules that you could learn literally like um uh i don't know like how to compare things let's say or to see patterns there's like there's some rules you can learn about how to learn stuff right but then there's also just like getting yourself into a mind state to be like uh sensitive to things to be able to see those patterns right to right. open your to open your mind to literally open that up mm -hmm. if you learn that thing right then things become like like flow state kind of stuff mm -hmm. right and then you're like you know that's a whole other level you're not just learning you know kimura grip or whatever right you're you're learning some the, the higher level stuff is is in the mind state mm -hmm. right yeah but you got to like work yourself it's to get practice there. yeah you gotta right too many people want to mm -hmm. jump to yeah, that right. place yeah and, and then you're just following yeah. someone else's lead because you're yeah you know that's remember mm. when we were talking about the monk mm. versus the warrior who so we were talking about enlightenment right mm. Mm. i don't know if you were in on this one but this is there you could maybe tell me that it's full of shit or not but <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the monk who was raised in the monastery, right? And let's say it's like a Buddhist monk. So we talk about meditation, take maybe the religion of Catholicism or something out. So, um, Buddhist monk. And he reaches the place of enlightenment throughout his life. And then you've got the fucking Same warrior, right, mm -hmm. right? This guy who was maybe a fucking raging murderer, you know, like... Because war, I'm not saying, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. let me take murder out, but killer, <laughs> right? You know, um, yeah. and the spoils of war that maybe go with that. And, you know, maybe booze and drugs or whatever samurais did, if they did that, mm -hmm. you know, women, whatever. And, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> and Molly, samurai Molly, <laughs> clubbing. So all of that shit that they go through. And then he reaches a point of enlightenment, right? So you know he's going to have to correct that path to some level. So is enlightenment, do you think, like then equal? Because one's going to be based on experiences and one's going to be based solely on faith. You, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And so mm -hmm. because this monk never had any of these experiences, mm -hmm. his direction is only... Right. I would say they're both based on experiences, but yeah. you could try it. What do you think? I think it's definitely different. Because with the monk, to some degree, they, they both have to resist at some point, right? They both have to resist those urges. That's, I mean, that's how you get to the enlightenment. The monk might not even really know that those urges exist. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying is, nah. I guess, I guess nah. yeah. I mean, because that's a part of being a monk is like you recognize the passions, right? But you're, how do you you're, you're recognize there. them if you've never exposed? If they say, trust me, young monk. A naked chick with big tits is fucking going to turn you on. And you never see a naked chick with big tits. How are you going to know that you've got that same passion? Yeah, <laughs> or mean, the same I think willpower. I think it comes up. Like they, there's all kinds of things yeah. about them learning to We like, need to get a monk on here. So what, what is enlightenment in this case, though? Like, is it is it not needing to have any of those? Like, State of higher self, maybe. Well, like, so letting go of all of those. To the Buddhist definition, it's letting go of desire. So the, yeah. the attachment to so desire. So if that is what enlightenment is, then I think from a pure level, like pure perspective, mm -hmm. maybe that is the only way. 
Like it, maybe it's not tainted by any of the other things right. at all. But I but do then see it's what you're based. saying. It's doing what someone no, it's else not is. Faith based. I, I don't think that's true. And even we probably even don't even understand what that means. Faith, yeah. like a bunch of well, secular but, but people. But that or means. Whatever. So this <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying is that if your life is in the monastery and that's the structure that you know, your belief is going to be that this is the way, and this way is my only direction. And so in that regard, I've got to believe that what those who have gone before me have laid out mm-hmm. is the right path for me to take mm-hmm. to attain But then the this warrior's got, they got a path himself, too. Right, but the He's warrior gets to, to create a lot of his own path. Or so experience does the monk, though. So does the monk. Do you, you know what I mean? It's I like mean they, maybe, they both, maybe because it's a mental path. I, you know, but yeah, yeah. then, but do you think, like, again, these are questions. This is, you know, kind of what I believe is that if you were locked in a box, right? So your whole life you were in that room, okay. let's just say, yeah, right? And I wasn't. Yeah. Okay, now, would you have a, a better chance of reaching enlightenment? I think yes, I think you would because you wouldn't have like much other a, choice. Cave or something yeah, like that. you'd yeah. be like, I'm gonna go insane or I'm gonna come to terms and be in this place and maybe mentally facing death you're facing insanity that's kind of interesting right and maybe mentally you can explore from there facing insanity I like that Uh, (laughs) Um, but when you're out in the world Uh you're going to be experiencing but this is a misinterpretation Mm -hmm. of being a monk though you're not just like locked in a room no I know you're not locked in a room but you're locked in a proverbial room to be a monk but this is what I think I'm starting to think about this idea a set of values that are predetermined I get that so but check it so uh, I've, no been re- to monks. I've, I've been reading these guys, the traditionalists, uh-huh. and their basic assumption is that yes, there are like um, there is like this uh, perennial philosophy that all religions share, but the only way to get to that is through one of them. Mm-hmm. You can't cherry pick and be like, I want a little this, sure. I want a little that. You got to go boom. Mm-hmm. I'm inside this structure, right? right? So the argument is the structure provides the path. Right. Without it, you're, you, mm-hmm. you need to stand on the shoulders of all those people before you that have figured so out. So then let's that. take it back to something that we know, though. <laughs> okay. Martial arts, jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody thought that because jujitsu was the latest, greatest thing, right? That jujitsu is the whole path of fighting. And then MMA came along and was like, yeah, not really. But there's. But, but, you do but also jujitsu was also. But you've got to get to a place mm-hmm. of being able to cherry pick from. I don't know if this analogy, like, yeah. I like it, though. Because yeah. it, it is, it is. There are. I'm like, just trying to take it back there. to where we can yeah. see things in a short, condensed amount of time and right. make influences. Well, well, what's from the point those? then? If the point was enlightenment, I would say, well, man. So I. So so then this is what I would go back to. So here would be like the point. Let's say a warrior, right? A fighter. Let's say, um, you know, we could say MMA or we could say just whatever type of street fight, you know, without any weapons. So jujitsu is formidable, but so is Muay Thai, so is boxing, so is wrestling. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, karate is formidable. Like, yeah, so if you're really valid. good in any one of those areas, you're going to be formidable. Yeah. If you're pretty good in all of those areas, or pretty good in a couple areas and okay in others, you're probably better off than the person who's really good. 
in one, mm-hmm. right? Unless so, they're in ace. Yeah, but we're getting right? off track though then, because right. like, well, what, maybe the problem is that we're just making it a dichotomy between like warrior and monk. Well, But right, you know what I mean? So, like you could obviously be both, uh-huh. or you could like but then have again, like this the, range. The, the jujitsu saying, you know? master, the, the guy who reaches that level of mastery, mm. is probably gonna beat anybody who's not a master. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if they're so, pretty good, right, when exactly. we take it up yeah, to yeah, that yeah. next level. Mm-hmm. So again, I guess what I'm saying is mm. in the amount of time that we've got and the uh, way that we were, at least my belief in how we were designed, I wonder which is the way that gets you to that place. I mean, don't know? they both? That'd be my argument mm-hmm. is that they both do. And any that's path, what my question is. I would I've say wondered. any path that if undertook uh-huh. to like full like commitment would do right. so. I was just going to say, at least in regards with that, the warrior, the warrior's path is actually more in line with Buddha's actual path. So if you study, like I took Buddhism Mm -hmm. classes and stuff at Red Rocks and I mean, he, he, that the actual Buddha, as we know from history or whatever, I guess, um, was a prince, like his dad was a king and he, he lived in this, this fucking lavish palace and he had all the spoils the women the fucking the drinks whatever like all the best things in life and that, he even so like hid he was, the king even hid death he would he sickness, would rake the right. dead leaves from the fucking field every morning right. so his son wouldn't even see what death he didn't was. Even know that shit existed so all the pain of the world he would, yeah, yeah completely shielded from all the bad things and yeah. or bad things in the world and then when he finally ventures out he, it wasn't until he was like 27 or something like that he decided to leave his family and everything behind and go experience the world and in that first day he sees poverty he sees death he sees all the bad things and throughout like a five-year span of him kind of just exploring and understanding what life is that's when he decided it was time to pull back from the shit that he had in the palace and focus more basically on the suffering and understanding what suffering was and to me that warrior was more in line with what what that that ideal of buddhism actually is where the warrior went through and saw suffering at the utmost degree throughout his time and dealt with the downfalls and the pain of addiction and and uh i guess um adultery whatever all the all the different things you want to fucking throw in there but botchery but then you can take it from (laughs) buddha on and how many of those monks have that same experience how many of them have to i guess come to the reconciliation that buddha did like you got kids that can go into the monastery now at such a young age that in a sense they're they're almost living the life that buddha had before he left the palace where they're they're fed they're taken care of they have security right and And, and so then it's based on the faith and the belief of what has been laid out so the argument then is that you need to have have the debaucherousness to give it up. I think so. Like, you can't just, like... If we're talking about that. true enlightenment, uh-huh. that's the way I see it. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Maybe, it's an interesting argument. I, w- I wonder if you find... Do you think you find that... Um, I don't know, I'm just being devil's advocate, that some of that is uh, a more pure way to enlightenment than not? Do you think leaving stuff is reaching enlightenment or do you think understanding that 
that those yeah. are just but, I mean, parts I, of I, your I, existence. I have a hard time like splitting these two yeah. up because like maybe the way I'm seeing it is like there's a path, right? And there's sin, which maybe is like missing the mark. We'll just keep it simple like that, right? right? And there's so many ways you could do that, you know? Maybe sometimes drinking and being debaucherous hits a mark. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and then other times it doesn't. And, and the monk himself has things that do that too. He misses mm-hmm. the mark. He gets, he gets the mark. And, and so it's all like falling off the path and getting back on. And maybe any one of those things could provide you like a, a way to some of those higher things that we want to call enlightenment, whatever that means. Right. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, the way I feel is that, you know, it's like, it's the 10,000 and the one thing. I feel like the one thing's enlightenment, and you could do anything in life and find it if you did that thing correctly. So so that's what I, I have a hard yeah. time saying, monk or... Right. I mean, because a lot of times samurai became monks later on, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, right. you know, and there's even lots of cool stories about them meeting. Right. Like the Buddhist monks and the samurai and even having like duels and stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's one in that Suzuki book and he says the Buddhist, the monks win mm-hmm. because they actually are not afraid of death. Mm-hmm. That even the samurai weren't as not afraid of death as them. Right. And some, you know, that was like one interaction or whatever. So, um, but how did they get to the point of not being afraid of d- just the, like through the internal work or whatever they're doing, fucking while they're sitting down and inside? Yeah. yeah, I mean they they have like yeah they're not they're do they're doing things, right? And it's hard as fuck. Oh yeah, I'm right? not I'm not like, saying it's not. Yeah, remember you know like all day long, yeah. sixteen hour days. I mean know? that's discipline. Well, they're really like all day long. I don't even yeah. know if any of their time is like. You know, yeah, the whole life. Well, the whole life means, is right. dedicated probably to That's that right. yeah. pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, and they they probably still have fun too and like joke with each other. And, yeah, you know I mean, I bet it's not like just this like. I wonder what dark, like a monk like, joke is. <laughs> <laughs> I picture like old monks being hilarious. Yeah, you know, like that's in the movies too. That's in the martial art movies. Yeah. The old guys, you know what I mean? The one, sense of humor. Yeah, they sure. always have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they see the absurdity of things. That was like... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever read Be, Be Here Now? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Elkert? That, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking uh-huh. about when he went to India to the guru. The guy was like, I've been expecting you. And they, and one of the first things was he said, he told him to kiss his feet. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he and then he asked him, he said, why did you have me kiss your feet? And he's like, I just wanted to see if you would do it. Like, <laughs> just, right. You're this Westerner. I just wanted to see how. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They do things like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, huh. All right. Especially if they're like gnarled, dusty. <laughs> yeah. 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 like gross. Well, it's almost been two hours. Jeez, All though. right. Yeah. Closer. Let's do this. What do we got? Nothing right now. That cheesecake was pretty goddamn <laughs> Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Look cool, too. Yeah. yeah. And we were you kind know, of... I'm going to be honest. When I was making those, before I put the leaves, it really looked like nipples. <laughs> oh, with the cherry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, you know... That could open up a whole realm of. We should have jokes. had two each then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So, next time I'm thinking we should 
get on the mat for the first few. Okay, you want to start yeah. with that? Yeah, or okay. uh, what do you think? Or at the end? Are we recording that? Yeah, I think we should record it and then uh, have it on. Can there be music? Yeah. I don't yeah, know, I mean, yeah, I don't know if they can, like, like... Well, for us, then uh, it doesn't right, have to, right, right. and then you can add music the same uh-huh, playlist. Right. Or you could add commentary. Right, commentary. there you go. I was thinking we should do something <laughs> like this. We should, like, put... Um, so, like, MMA, jiu-jitsu... Gi, no, you know, like uh, no gi, kickboxing, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have everybody's names in there too. So in one hat, you know, you shake that up, and you know the other hat, you got four names, and maybe whoever our guest is, or if guests, you know, can fight, except for Tim. <laughs> we'll invite Tim on a day that we don't do this. We're all hurt, man. <laughs> But then you draw names, and if it's like Justin and Anna jiu-jitsu, that's the match that we do. Mm. Okay, that's cool. That'd be kind of fun. Mm. What do you think? I'm down. <laughs> sure. All right. Mm. Yeah, so MMA, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing. Was, was that it? Those yeah, I, was, uh, I mean, we could yeah, do yeah. jiu-jitsu gi, jiu-jitsu no gi, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like someone needs to get their gi. Oh, you don't have a fucking gi. Well, we can call me out. Oh, you've never done a gi class then. Uh-uh. All right. Well, we don't have to have that. We haven't really done an MMA class either with you. I think I've done one, but yeah, it was just yeah, we worked mm-hmm. on some ground and pound or something. So. I saw this cool video of Khabib the other day mm-hmm. working with who's that uh, like a feminine Brazilian guy that does all the jujitsu videos, <laughs> the ball guy. He's oh, Brazilian. Um, He's yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> that bad to call him? I'm not gonna say. Right. Anyway, yeah. so he was on that, and he was doing some stuff about how to stay on top without using his hands. Uh-huh. And it was dope. I should send it to you. Yeah, that'd like be great. some good like kind of drills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. That way, you know, he could punch, right? right. And then he was like, anytime. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. Just legs only. And he was yeah. saying he would do a thing like at the end of every class where he would do only legs and then the person underneath, like he has to stay on top with only legs. Uh-huh. And then when the person gets out, you go again and you just do that for 15 minutes. And he said that's how he got his like leg strength uh-huh. for the squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I heard mm-hmm. he's heavy as fuck. Right. You know, like that's mm-hmm. what I think yeah. Cormier said. And yeah. And he did this interesting thing. Like, I think you do this. You like lock, you're like in mount uh-huh. and you like lock your feet like kind of either under their legs or behind their butt kind of yep. a thing. Uh-huh. And then the hips forward. Yep. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because then you yeah. can sit up and you mm-hmm. can throw punches. And, right, yeah, mm-hmm. which is like his thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think it's interesting that just because Jordan chose not to buy a gi yet, then we don't get to use our gis. <laughs> On him? <laughs> you were so, it was so easy for uh, you to be like, we, oh yeah, well, I guess we don't have to do gi We can do gi versus no matches. gi. I'm down. Don't do that against him. Like, if you wear the gi and he doesn't, then you're... Oh, no, well, I don't have a gi, so right, right, I'm right. saying that because... Because you, got, be you don't have enough chokes with your own gi to make There's it, a like, few, but I'm not right. a real, like... Right. I'm not a really, mm. you know, like, big gi guy as far as all the grips and shit. I right. mean, everybody's fingers are all fucked up. Right. We've done it for a long time. But it's My like with you are... and Ryan and Tim, it's like, if, if I have a gi on, 
I, I have, I'm now like less of a, you know you guys have like ten more submissions yeah. on me and you know right? like for you since you move a lot it's a right, stop, easier right. way to Grab hold you hold. down yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but I, I feel like it's even more unfair because yeah. you guys have like all these other chokes like oh great now like <laughs> I gotta worry about that too <laughs> well Tim there's really only like one or two that you gotta worry about but that's true fuck man yeah he sets them triangle up triangle is just yeah and with the gi like, he gets me in that bow and arrow all the time I mean, yeah. it's been a while but man he would just set that up he'd be like you can't do anything <laughs> you can't defend it oh <laughs> uh, yeah fuck yeah. I hate getting caught in his shit yeah it's brutal alright alright cool okay Later. oh don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook mm, Instagram, Instagram and Facebook Instagram and All right. Facebook alright right. 420 and check out all of the podcast platforms YouTube included <laughs>